Welcome to Librarians Allowed, a podcast presented in association with the Academic and Special Library section of the Library Association of Ireland. I'm your host, Laura Rooney Ferris. So we're back. Um, hi to any new listeners and uh, sincere apologies to any of our regulars for the extended radio silence. Um, I did not, in actual fact, fall into a black hole, um, so thanks for all your concern for anyone who's asking. Um, things have just been a little bit hectic um, over the last few months, so I've just had less opportunity for gall- gallivanting around the place interrogating librarians. But I am firmly back on the podcasting train now and ready to go with more librarian origin stories, so stay tuned. So my guest for this episode, episode 20, is Margaret Irons. Margaret is currently the librarian at the School of Celtic Studies at the Dublin Institute of Advanced Studies. And she's also a former member of the Academic and Special Libraries Committee and one of the people responsible for drafting me onto the committee uh, back in the day. But she's probably best known, though, as the founder of Library Jobs. Uh, Library Jobs is a job listing website that's become really the number one source of Irish library job postings. So we sat down and had a chat recently about how Margaret found her way into Libraryland, um, about her time on the Academic and Special Libraries Committee, and about the origins of Library Jobs. Okay, so I'm here with Margaret Irons. Hello. Finally, we meet after all this time. <laughs> I know that, that sounds very sinister, but after many, many attempts, attempts <laughs> many abortions. We're so attempts. busy. We so are so busy. So Let's busy. Blame it on t-shirt. So busy. Yeah, but apparently that's a cop-out now. Like that, I know, It just yeah. makes you sound like you're an asshole saying, I'm really busy. Um, no, we just it just didn't work out, but, but here we are in the beautiful surroundings of the... Uh, Dublin Institute of Advanced Studies at a, at a very impressive board table. Board table, yes. Hi, everybody. Um, there's, only me. There's, only me. there's only me and Laura here, but you could fit about 20 people at the table. We could have had an audience for this one, yeah. So, so Mags, where did it all begin? <laughs> I don't know. God, I don't know. Blank now. Turn that thing off and I'll tell you. Um, <laughs> There's going to be a lot so, of So, uh, well, I'm from Tipperary. Let's start there. From Thurles, yeah, County Tipperary. And I went to college in Limerick. In Mary I, as we all affectionately know it as, Mary Macleod College. I did a BA there in History and Media and Communications. Hmm. Uh, we were the first year to do a BA in Mary I to make UL the university, as far as I remember. Um, and we all fought against the fact that we were stuck out in Mary Eye on the other side of the city from the UL campus. Oh, so we're like, oh, isolated no, ter- yeah, out in the middle of nowhere. We have nothing, no resources, nothing. But it was actually turned out to be fabulous. And we had lovely small a small classes and a small year and we're all still really in touch with each other like so mm. uh, that was that was great. But yeah, I love Mary Eye. Yeah. Did a four yeah. year I had four years. Yeah, there you go. That's what this interview is for. That is, yeah. So that was a four year BA course because there was Erasmus in the middle of it. So um, I went to Holland on Erasmus. Ah. And, um, and are we allowed to talk about anything that happened in Holland? Or is that for the God, Librarians no. Allowed After Dark I edition? Was, I'm such a goody goody. Like, I wasn't really, yeah. No, nothing really happened there. And I just wanted to come home. I'm such a homebird. Oh. Yeah. So I thought you were going to say, well, no. As, <laughs> really what, as what usually happens on your Erasmus year, if <laughs> you can remember it, it well, wasn't that good. <laughs> there are whole portions it. of the 90s I don't remember. I do, I, I, I do remember uh, discovering Lambrusco. Wow, how classy were we like? <laughs> it's one step above a Lamborghini girl. <laughs> so that's what we drank a lot. But anyway, that's not a very good start to the interview, Laura. Hey, very much. it is. We so, all we know we get to know about your um, interest in Lamborghini. But it was good to do. It was good to do Erasmus. Um, mm. But that's why it was a four-year BA. So yeah, Limerick is where I kind of started out. Sure. And how did you escape from Limerick? How did I escape from Limerick? Well, a few of my friends escaped to Galway for the summer and I went after them. And I went to Galway for the summer and three years later woke up and realised, oh my goodness, I need to actually get a career. Because Galway, as we all know, is known as the graveyard of ambition. Really? I didn't <laughs> oh, yeah. that about Galway. Oh yeah, there's just, there's just so many nice things to do there and it's yeah. just really nice. And It's very laid back. Yeah, it? very laid back. So I was there for three years. I worked in Eason 
Gardens uh, bookshop on Shop Street and uh, I also worked on I worked for a history society, historical society, mm-hmm. uh, on a false course. If anyone remembers false, then I remember false. <laughs> I don't even remember how many iterations of names, <laughs> yeah, name yeah. changes and I air quotes rebranding <laughs> it's been through. Uh, so I just call it false always. But uh, I think everyone does. That was really good though. It was a genealogical society and we were just working on, well, it was a lot of data input. But we were also answering a lot of queries, mostly from Americans looking for their long mm-hmm. lost relatives. But it was really interesting. And there were a lot of people working on it and entering gravestone details oh, and yeah. stuff like that from around Gal- the county of Galway. So, yeah, so those two things together, bookshops and history, my, my undergrad in history, mm. research, and the History Society kind of, yeah, realised I needed a career and I wasn't going to find it in Galway. Mm. So I was looking around and came up with library studies and that's how I ended up in Dublin and haven't left since. Yeah. <laughs> and is that but, uh, what that kind of made you think, hmm, libraries, maybe there's something there? Yeah, I was thinking about libraries or books. Um, yeah, no, the research side of things as well and mm. information and, yeah, getting information for people and trying to... Well, I didn't really know all that that's what it was all about at the time, but I yeah. thought I wanted to do a postgrad. I needed to focus. A, an undergrad, an arts undergrad isn't really very focused is it you need no. to go on and, and I can say that else. as someone who yeah. has an arts undergrad yeah you know, and, and it was great yeah, <laughs> it was my great. Undergrad. I mean, we had like 14 hours of lectures a week or something wow you know, I know. <laughs> yeah it really wasn't isn't until kind of later in life that you look back at the amount of time you had available to you yeah. as an undergrad yeah. and still how much of your work you did <laughs> within the 24 hours before, before the deadline I know yeah yeah the glory yeah, days so um so yeah, so that's how I applied. So I applied for the the HDIP in Library and Information Studies, and I didn't get it the first year. So anybody who um, has had failure in their life, there's one. Yeah, <laughs> we were just talking exactly. about that earlier we about talking the about last failure. conference. Yeah. yeah. So um, I ha- I didn't have enough experience. So then I applied for jobs. So what were they looking for in terms of experience then? Because it changes a little bit over the years. I can't it's remember at the time. Six months. Sometimes they. I don't think it was six months, but mm. I had none. So. I didn't get in. Yeah. I was, like, so I was devastated. I was like, the experience but I wanted to do the course. Yeah. But, do you think uh, that was just, they were quite oversubscribed at the time? I don't know. I haven't, I haven't overthought that, actually. And yeah. I overthink a lot of things in life, but I haven't overthought that one. But, um, <laughs> so then I applied. Sorry. I applied for work instead. And mm. I actually got a one-year contract in as a library assistant in UCD. Mm. So... I was in UCD anyway, so it was great. So and then I got the course the next year. So I worked for a year as a library assistant in Belfield, the James Joyce Library, as it's called now, because mm. um, I didn't have a name then, I don't think. But uh, yeah, and, and it, was, it was actually really good. And I think it is good for people to have experience before they do the course, yeah. but it's kind of hard. I mean, it's kind of it a hard. vicious it's a, circle. It's a bit of a vicious circle. Um, yeah, experience without... And as you kind of said, like, you, you don't really know what the job is going to be like yeah. until you work in a library because the, yeah. the, the qualification and what you learn on the course is really different yeah. to the reality of exactly. working in a library and like when after I qualified my first professional post we're skipping a bit now but mm. on my first day I was asked to uh, buy a photocopier and I was like but I didn't learn that in college <laughs> where do you buy photocopiers so yeah you don't you, there's lots yeah, of different things you have to reality. do that you just don't that was a lot of responsibility. <laughs> Day one, buy a photocopier. Yeah, so it was. I would have bought a well, like, second hand first cheap one and kept the rest of the budget for myself. <laughs> Don't listen to that's my kind of employers. <laughs> so yeah, so what, what year was that? Let me just check. So um, yeah, what, what year were you in? What year was CD? CD. Um, I, I finished 2000, 2001. Mm. 2000, 2001, yeah. So. And what kind of a class? Like what? What were the class sizes like then? God, there was about there was about 25, 30 of us, I think. Right. I don't really remember, actually. Good crop. Yeah, yeah. I think there's even more now. There's more there? now. I think there's like 60 or something. Yeah. Which is a lot. It is a lot, and that makes me kind of nervous as well with the amount of jobs that are out there. But yeah. That's another that's topic we'll come to in a while, yeah, I suppose. Yeah, we'll that. Yeah, so... So what did you think of the, the UCD course in comparison to sort of what you thought... What you expected going in? I thought in. it was great, but let's all let's. I'm going to hold my hands up here and say I'm not. I'm not academic. Mm. It was a hard course. It's like, it's not. It's not rocket science, but it was a lot of work. Yeah, I think everybody agrees to that. 
Um, but I really enjoyed it and I was just delighted to get it done and get mm. out and start working cause get I, I, because I, I did want to start working in libraries and mm. and I have been ever since and I just love it and anybody, most people I meet who work in libraries seem to be quite satisfied with the the profession. I think, yeah, everyone um, has everyone's kind of satisfied with, with their job. Your we all workplace, do. yeah. Yeah. That's uh, just the reality of On different days, yeah. But uh, people, most people I know in libraries seem to be satisfied with the profession, mm. I think. Because I know a lot of people who don't like the work they do. So, you know, we're, I think we're lucky in that sense. Yeah, I think th- there's a sense of kind of self-identification with the job, which doesn't always happen with other professions. Yeah, but even I'm, I feel kind of privileged here where I am. We're really skipping ahead now. Where I am now in the School of Celtic Studies, Everybody just loves doing what they're doing. Really? Yeah. It's very rare. Yeah. I mean, they're passionate about mm. their subject, so it, it is a pleasure to, to work with them and for them. So, yeah. Mm. But I think it is, uh, uh, this, this level of academia is kind of a privilege. I don't yeah. know if that's the right word, but when you get to this stage, then you're doing it because you want to do it. Yeah. You, know, so. you can't, I think you can't really commit yourself to doing something that's very academic without a love of it. Exactly, yeah, and wanting to progress in it. So, mm. yeah. And there's a lot of I suppose, self-marketing that needs to happen now in, in academia. Like you're not really going to progress very far if you're not capable of really communicating your research quite well. Well, um, that's another topic. To, because <laughs> <is another> <laughs> we, we just set up a repository here. Uh, I set up a repository like Mm-hmm. Laura, now I know you've set up repositories and you're running repositories. And I did well. The one I'm running small. at the moment, I didn't set that up, so it's great. I get to take credit. Yeah, for it and you know, I feel comfortable with it being praised, knowing that I did nothing to set it up. All I'm doing is you know, minding it. Yeah, but making, that's making sure it ticks over. Yeah, but even even that is a huge job in itself. Yes, it is. And bigger than I think people anticipate. Yeah, it the, is. The, I mean, I had a great idea about a year and a half ago to set up a repository for the School of Celtic Studies. And then, of course, thought about the whole institute as a whole and said, well, I better do it for the whole institute because mm-hmm. it makes more sense, obviously. Well, like, the, the, just looking around here, it's obviously the, the place has quite a lot of history. Yeah. Give yeah. a little bit of background on Set up in the 1940s by mm. De Valera. So we have three schools, the School of... Theoretical physics, cosmic physics, and then School of Celtic Studies. So they're strange bedfellows, aren't they? They are. Yeah. Theoretical <laughs> physics, cosmic <laughs> physics, and Celtic, Celtic studies. studies. Yeah. Obviously, so you know, they, those three things go together. Naturally. I'm in Celtic studies. Yeah. I, mean, I don't know how they they ended up together, but there there we are. But yeah. So I just thought that the repository really needed to cover the whole institute, just mm. being forward thinking and trying to get us all out there and uh, yeah but yeah this great idea let's set up a repository and actually I work uh, very closely with the IT department but especially with open source software with um, Jeff I have to mention Jeff here Jeff Buka who is just really um, he really advocates for open source software so we looked into all the different options and we finally yeah we finally um, what did you settle on to settled on uh, e-prints okay and Minuthi's e-prints yeah I've had a bit of experience yeah but yeah it took I mean I find it really exciting setting up new projects yeah me too especially IT projects and working with somebody who's so passionate about it as well Mm. it's really exciting going does this work I know there are probably other people like me who are listening to that Hearing that you work get to work closely with the IT department and that it isn't that it isn't a fraught relationship. There are people See, listening to that with really? envy. I've, yeah. only, I've only heard rumblings of that recently. I have always worked really closely and really well with the IT departments in the places I've been. Yeah. But I've been in really small institutes. If you're in a small place, yeah. So my experience in, in small places has been yeah. that it's it's that's tough. maybe sometimes a little bit fraught because they're wondering why you're seeming to step into their yeah. territory. Um Really, but yeah, I see that. It's easier to get at them and build a relationship if you're well, in a smaller institution. It, all work situations are based on personality too. Mm, yeah. And you don't always get the right mix, but I think I have here, so that's really good. And yeah, I do get really excited about yeah. IT projects. I mean, the, the, some, sometimes other, other work like uh, cataloguing might get left aside, which I love too, by the way. <laughs> but um, I, I. And I, I'll, I, I'll, I'll refrain I'll, from I'll start a new project. Giving out about cataloguing. <laughs> I love cataloging as well, but um, mm. and I didn't like cataloging when I started here. 
I haven't really done enough of it, but I love cataloging now. But I, do, I just don't get enough time to catalog. Yeah, it's the, I always the neglected. I sitting down cataloging books as a luxury. Yeah. So then I leave it till the end of the day, and then you don't get to do it because you've done all the other mm. admin, managerial decisions, projects, mm. <laughs> IT projects. So yeah. So anyway, the repository. How did we get onto that? Uh, getting ourselves out there. Yeah, I thought this yeah. would be one of the best ways to get the School of Celtic Studies publications as well out there a bit more. Um, but yeah, we decided to do it for the whole institute. So it was quite a big project and we launched it about two months ago, maybe a month ago. Mm. So um, it's called DAR, um, which is the Irish for oak. So oh. yeah, we really we had a random competition to get everyone involved in mm. choosing a name. And yeah, so it was quite good. I'm on the communications working group here in the institute. So we kind of worked, they worked with me on that and branding and stuff. So. But yeah, there's an awful lot in the background getting things up and running. Yeah, and you do need especially if you do need somebody behind the scenes if you're managing it all yourself. If you're uh, if yeah. it's on one of your own servers and you're doing yeah. it yourself, we did it all ourselves, and we did and you, you did migration. Yeah, you were one of the first places to do that. Well, actually, Jeff, in fairness to him, and the librarian in previous librarian in theoretical physics migrated to Koha about mm-hmm. six years ago, I'd say five or six years ago. And I knew that I would be leaving shortly, so I didn't want to go down that route, mm. and I was starting a family. So I just left it with yeah. our old... Our old uh, One baby I at was a looking, time. <laughs> I was looking, yeah, exactly. I was looking very resistant, and I was. Mm. And I also, um, this is no secret, but uh, I wanted the other library to see how they got on with it. I think that's what a lot of people yeah. did very early on. I mean, it's yeah. the same with the adopting any new new product or new yeah. technology not everyone's going to want to jump right in yeah and I, I knew it's I couldn't take pioneers. on that project at that time so mm. I said I'd just uh, yeah be resistant and see how they got on and they got on great and then um, the person who was covering my maternity leave George um, started working on the migration with COHA before I came back so they had a lot of background work done as well which was great yeah. but the it took months and months and months still when I came back. It's and then, bigger than you think it's yeah, going to be. And then we had, we had, um, we were with Heritage and we had, at the end of our contract was coming up at Christmas, the end of the year. Mm. And it was just like crazy. Even my husband said to me, did you have to do this now? Because mm. <laughs> like, you were trying to get it set up before our contract ended with Heritage. So yeah, but it was, it was also exciting. Yeah. yeah. And we did a lot of tidying up of the catalogue. And I think Koha is brilliant, and I love our catalog, our OPAC. And we, we did have a look at your OPAC recently. We actually when we were looking at as our library ours, website. Yeah. Really like, but you know, it's got our Twitter there. It's got mm. um, links to the repository and all our collections. So yeah, it's really good. library.celt.dias.ie <laughs> And I have to give call out. I'll put the link on business school mm-hmm. because I asked I asked Dave um, mm. a lot of questions at the time. Um, about He's Koha, so <laughs> always happy to yeah. talk about Koha. Yeah, so but that's the as thing as well. Usually. I think as you get uh, deeper into your career and you know more people, yeah, networking, networking, networking. You yep. just can ring somebody then and go, "What did you do? How did you mm. fix this?" Or, and they'll give you the real story, as yeah. opposed to you know you hear people talking about at the end of big projects they may present at a conference, and it's even if they say it's the warts and all version, you're not really getting. Mm. all of the difficult stories exactly, or the clashes yeah. or the, the unanticipated Yeah, so I think that brings us to, brings us kind of, we're going all over the place here. We're going all over the place here. Like, 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 <laughs> have you listened to we're any of my yeah. interviews before? Like, very unstructured. I don't know what I'm doing. I think you just have to start off by going, so where did you begin? Yes, yeah, exactly. you know, everything links in. But yeah, I think After, networking, yeah. networking, networking has been one mm-hmm. of the best things I've done. Speaking of networking, and it's you not still have easy but yeah. for everyone but do I still it, have no, what? Do you still <laughs> contact with any like a lot of people the class their UCD class the class they tend not to so much do I do I have to name names not no, so you much don't. just yeah. like on you know our, our, our social media like not really yeah no. it's funny some Sonia go away. hi Sonia but some see years seem to or some people seem to have kind of kept very good bonds with people that they went to no, library school with and some people don't they I just think my bonds in, but it's are with um, Anna yeah yeah so, when so Anna Sullivan, 
Erin and Manny and Eve Connolly were like, yeah, we're, we're very close. To and you were the committee. We worked really well together. And you, it's like it's like I was saying with IT. If you find that, you just run with it and go, wow, let's yeah, just do this. Yeah, and don't leave that if you do find it. Yeah, yeah, well, I did. <laughs> I know, I know, I did too. <laughs> I know, but it's hard. It's, it's, it's hard to always make the right decision. But mm. I, I, yeah, so, yeah, ANSL. I think I joined ANSL when I started here. Because so when a did you start librarian in I'll be here twelve years. What's that? Twelve years in November. Mm. Do the math there. So like five, <laughs> six, yeah. Um, and yeah, sort of librarian. I come from. We're going backwards now. I come from Crumlin Children's yeah. Hospital, and I loved it there. That was shortly after you qualified. No, after I qualified, I was in Griffith College. Oh. And uh, so that was there for a few years, and then decided to move on. Mm. Um, and it I would have been quite a small, yeah, at the time. Yeah, obviously not. They've they've really grown. Yeah, they have. Years yeah. So um, then I went to Crumlin Children's Hospital, and I just I just loved it. Mm. Um, I worked there with Suzanne Feeney, who is I was only talking about her yesterday. She if she hears this, she'll go crazy. Talking about me for, but she's just an amazing mentor. She probably wouldn't mm. even want to hear that word, but she was. All the good mentors don't want to be called mentors. Exactly, like very um, unassuming and just gets on with her job. But learned so much from her about the world and mm. and how and professional world and how to how to get on and work. But um, I was there for three years, nearly was it two or three? And as I said to Suzanne, you okay there? Um, if I was, to, you know, if I, if I wanted to move on in there, Suzanne would either have to retire or sh- shuffle off her mortal coil. So that, <laughs> that often happens where you get in somewhere you're and it's really terrible because you're really but someone happy, would need to retire, yeah, and they're not going to any time. Yeah. Not that that's a bad thing, yeah, but it does kind of colour your interest in staying yeah. somewhere. And I actually, I really loved working in the medical library too. That was kind of a a surprise because it not nowhere in my in my career path yeah. was her. Um, was there sciences or medical, anything medical? I was history and arts, like so. That was really interesting, but I loved the urgency of needing everything in. Yeah, and the, the, an interlibrary loans. God, anybody who works in medical library probably think I'm mad, but I loved interlibrary loans. <laughs> and the, well, the interlibrary loans are fierce and fierce is a great word. Yeah, and, um, it's not medical libraries. Yeah. It's nonstop. Yeah, but it's so interesting because when yeah, as you said the immediacy when you yeah. need, you need it and you need it because there is absolutely. Um, zero urgency with information in Celtic studies. <laughs> That's true. Yeah, it's not. Um, nothing not is really critical. needed. Yeah, critically. So, so yeah, I was there for a couple of years, and then this job came up, and I decided to go for it. But at the time, actually, and it's a, a, a point that I want to get out there to new graduates. When this job came up, or around the time this job came up, I was thinking of moving on from Crumlin. I just applied for any job I saw. Yeah. at the level I wanted to go to just to get experience and to get out there and even to just practice talking about your career mm. even talking to you now I started off a bit you know oh god I don't know what to say um, mm. uh, you know, I, I don't know anything but once you start talking look over your CV and remember start remembering what you've done yeah. and you kind of go well yeah I'm quite good at this you know I'm shit hot actually but, and I also <laughs> used to ring hi this is for Jane Farley I used to ring Jane Farley before I go on a on a go for an interview and go, Jane, tell me why I'm, wh- why I'm doing this. Yeah. And she would run through my career and what I've done and, and wow. remind me, and just, like, give me a pep talk. It's so, so good to have someone yeah. who can do that for so you. So Jane was working in medical libraries as well, and uh, yeah, so she kind of knew what, yeah, she knew my career. So I worked with Jane in Griffith College, we're really going around in circles, Yeah. for six months, and we've been in touch. And is that how you met her? Yeah. 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 And we've been best buds since, like, so you just mm-hmm. click with people you, who you work well with. And you won what they'd like, and yeah. So then we only worked together for six months, and then she moved on, took over the world. Yeah. <laughs> but uh, yeah, so I used to ring Jane for so find somebody as well who knows your CV, and maybe somebody you've worked with, somebody who's mentored you, and give them a buzz before an interview, and just get them to chat to you for a second and remind you yeah. of what you've done because you f- you forget. And uh, I think a lot of the time we put ourselves down and we don't talk about all the good projects we've worked on and it's, it's kind of hard as well yeah. I forget the stuff yeah. that I've done the minute I've done it it's gone out of my head I know like I kind of only have the bandwidth for this is what I'm working on now, now. and the minute <laughs> I'm done with my part because I'm always doing too many things yeah. at the same time 
the minute that thing's done, it's gone. It's out of my brain. I literally forget well, I about have, it. I have, I have to move LinkedIn on to the next open thing. here just so I can remember things. But I actually haven't looked at it now, in fairness. Mm. But uh, that's, I think that's as well why we're going around in circles because projects kind of all link off of each other and why you yeah. did them and how you got to that point. And yeah, so. So yeah, they, that's a good idea though. The idea of having someone that you can ring up that'll go. Yeah. No, this is what you've done. And I'll remember give you did that. Jane Tyler's number and see. <laughs> she'd <laughs> well, love she'd that. do it for she'd everyone. She'd be happy to take phone <laughs> calls. Start a new, uh, yeah, a new business. But um, or maybe we should tag that onto libraryjobs.ie. Yeah, maybe you should. Maybe, yeah. Jane, do you want a job? Come back to Ireland. <laughs> <laughs> I don't think but that's actually, enough to tempt her away from where she in that. You don't need are. to. She doesn't need to come back to Ireland because actually the person who set up my website with me, um, Barry Gildee. Um, who's the, the the tech behind Library Jobs at E? He's based in um, Bangkok at the moment. Oh right. So he, did you he can do work, work from there? Yeah. No, he was in Dublin at the time, but mm-hmm. now he's moved to Bangkok, and we've been working. You know, I mean, you don't have to see people. You can work remotely with anybody. Yeah, about exactly. Anything now, so and so much work is now. Yeah, like a lot yeah. of the people. I mean, it I is good to meet people with daily. Like, I don't but, see them. Yeah, you don't have to be um, sitting beside each other. So yeah. So yeah, um, so yeah, you. Do you want to change that? No. Just. I can plug this in here. Sorry, just giving my recorder a little bit of juice because it's rapidly running out. Um, so yeah, you talked about the great NSL experience. Oh, yes. And you were part of the original uh, dream team. Oh, I'm not part of any original. I think I came along. Maybe well, you kind of came along at the, the kind of the glory days of ANSL when they started to kind of the glory days kick off the, the conference and really up their game. Well, two two of the main reasons I wanted to join the committee was I started here. I was. Um, I'm the librarian, so I've nobody, I've nobody above me. I answered mm. to the director. I reported to the director of the School of Celtic Studies, but I had no librarian above me, and it was yeah. kind of like, this is what I dreamed of, but oh, oh, mm. and you just wanted somebody to bounce ideas off of. Yeah. I have a library assistant, and she's absolutely amazing, but you just wanted somebody else to to talk to about library issues and stuff. So mm. I needed that networking. Yeah, ping. I also I liked that ANSL did informal networking evenings. It was just it's just the best the idea. Informal networking evenings, evenings. are like <laughs> in air Oxy, quotes, Oxy aka we drink a lot of wine. We listen to someone talk and drink a lot of wine. <laughs> but it is how you relax and yeah, you get exactly. talking to people. And sometimes you kind of need that maybe I've additional to lubricant to, to help Dave the conversation flow. At Koha, run a glass of wine in my hand, or you know, yeah. I mean that's that's how. Anyway, it helped me. I also thought that the conferences um, that ANSL um, put on were really good, and I just wanted to be involved in that. Yeah. And so the conferences were on. already happening at that stage. Yeah. yeah, I remember actually. Oh, Maria Neil got there's so many names. It's like I'm name dropping. You are name dropping. You literally are. Name-dropping. I worked with Maria Neil years ago, so. but um, Maria Neil introduced me to Anne O'Sullivan, and I was like. Oh my God, Anne O'Sullivan. I thought you two knew each other for years. <laughs> no, no, I met Anne when I joined the committee. Oh, yeah. So, yeah, Anne probably doesn't know that, but I was like, oh my God, it's Anne O'Sullivan. <laughs> so then I just wanted to join that committee. I wanted to be in that gang. Mm. And, like, it worked. Joined the committee and met some great people. We worked really well together. And actually, I cannot sit at a meeting anymore without thinking about ANSL meetings and how well run yes, they are. exactly. I was if just saying meeting, this I'm at our planning meeting on Saturday. Over time, I'm like, I'm out of here. What yeah. are you doing? There's a time for every item on the agenda. There, uh, We have to have somebody who's going to action on that and then move on. Stop talking about it. Yeah. I just can't And also a very a clear agenda. Yeah. So well run. Yeah. Like, even if it was unexpectedly in... In um, what's that pub across from the Oireachtas? A few times we've, we we had no venue. We'd be sitting oh, d- in random places having meetings, in and they still yeah. yeah. Oh, we've and had, they still we've had meetings in like shoe boxes. Yeah, <laughs> but they still work. But I think that's how you get things done. Yeah, I just I have no time for sitting around talking about talking about talking about things. Mm. I think what works well. I, th- I feel on the current committee and, and in my time there and I've been on the committee now for what like five, six years since I left you yeah. joined just as I you, was leaving I joined the door hit and then me a whole lot of you left <laughs> so I don't I don't know paranoid. what I should make of that <laughs> well, I'm no, trying I not to be paranoid about it but I came in girl, and get then girl, get Laura. you left 
yeah, Aoife no. left. <laughs> um, <laughs> who else left? Well, we knew you could handle doing what we were doing, so... Yeah. Mm. So I was secretary for two... Was it two years? I don't know. I, I, I'm really bad at dates and numbers. I think um, it was two years. I yeah. did have a quick look at you. Aoife was... Thank you for remembering. Before coming in. Aoife was the... Um, the Finance she was the treasurer, treasurer because she did set things up very nicely. I would hate that job. I would hate that job whereas, too, which is why I've never done it. Whereas Aoife was really good at it. Like you just have to yeah. work to your to your the best of your abilities at, at the thing that you you're good at. Yeah. And uh, Anne was the chair. I actually think the chair doesn't do very much. Ha ha ha. Sorry. The chair, Marie. Don't Marie. That. The chair is an incredibly important job. I think the secretary and the treasurer do the most work. Anyway, um, and then it's communications. I mean, ASM is just flourished and grown it's grown an awful lot in the time that I've been on the committee Um, sometimes to the extent where we're having to think do we need to slow things down a little bit it's it's like sometimes I get overwhelmed with information and I work Mm. in in curating information but there's so much going on sometimes but I set up the Twitter account for ANSL and we were probably late to the late to the, the the game at that point but so I was just getting into all the branding and you know getting us out there in different ways and stuff, but it's taken mm. off now so much more. Like just I, I can't keep up. I think they, they, that it, it's an expectation now as well. Oh yeah, completely. You know, if you're yeah. not communicating on all platforms, yeah, but it's you are missing out. Are you though? I think you need to think you very have carefully to find, about yeah, the best you're ones. not out there, but. But I don't. I don't know if it's a good thing to be to have a presence everywhere just not, for the sake of it. Just, either, yeah, not necessarily everywhere, but you do need to be. Like I don't think Facebook is really the place to be anymore. But you still need no. to. You still shove need to information have some out level there. of presence on it. I think Twitter is still holding its own. Mm. But I mean, name some of the new new ones that I probably haven't even heard of, Laura, and I'll just go and <laughs> off into a corner there and talk to myself. Yeah, you know, it know is yeah, there's certain platforms like Snapchat. We we don't have an ASL Snapchat. Yeah, but how at the moment? Yeah, and I don't know Instagram that it's we do have an Instagram. Like, we use it very much. Though. Yeah, you see, I love Instagram, but like I like it personally to look at nice things like yeah. interior design and stuff because I've just renovated a house. But mm-hmm. you need that if personally you need that kind of. I think it's back to that thing of you know knowing knowing the strengths of the various platforms and knowing the different audiences on different platforms and knowing what aspects of your kind of identity you want to present on the different ones. Yeah, yeah. Um, So and we're working trying trying to kind of develop a different voice for each one here now in the institute. We have a new um, registrar, and she's working really well marketing and branding, and yeah, and yeah. So um, streamlining and making everything, everything look the same, but not. Even yeah, so different consistency. Things, yeah. Consistency. That's the word. Yeah. So, but I started getting into that around when I was secretary um, of the ANSL, and I I loved it. I loved that part mm. of it. I loved the the communication. I think what's things. nice about um, ANSL as well is that. It's got a clear sense of its identity, and yeah. you know we were even discussing this at um, our planning meeting on Saturday that we try not to be overly formal. We try not to take things too seriously. We're librarians, but we can still have a personality. Yeah, you know, I think okay. we can overdo it a little bit too. Yeah, you know, yeah. On the the formalities. Yeah. Um, ASL for me has always felt like, you know, we try and keep things lighthearted. We try yeah. and keep things and fun. And a personality because. Yeah. We're, all, we're not all the same. We all have different personalities, and, mm. and it's you know, it's it's okay to be a little bit irreverent and <gasps> have a little bit of personality <laughs> to things. Exactly. Um, exactly. I know maybe, yeah. maybe that's just my opinion because no, I, I tend towards the overly informal. Um, but fuck it, I'm too old to change now. I don't no, care. Exactly. No, you're if not. anything, I get less formal as I get older. But that's why. That's because why I, I realise the, ha- that hierarchy and rigid behaviour doesn't work. Yeah, I find it laughable when people kind of behave in an overly kind of constrained and formalised manner well I think there's a place for it there I mean obviously there's a hierarchy in my job and I mm. have um, my my director is professor and there's more loads of professors and we have scholars and I mean there's respect there's respect I think is, I, I is what we put need. more faith in respect yes, than exactly. hierarchy and exactly yeah. someone's I respect title. everybody I work with mm. 
pretty much the same, you know. So that's and and I've been happily working here now for over a decade. So I and you haven't pissed anyone off yet. I don't know. They can get back to me if they ever hear this interview. Well, I, wouldn't, <laughs> I wouldn't want to take you on. <laughs> what? What? You'd be, yeah, I'd say you'd be quite formidable if you wanted to. Oh be. my god! Well, yeah, maybe. Mm, interesting. Mm. I'll see what my husband says about that. <laughs> <laughs> ne- never ask the husband. <laughs> But uh, yeah, so where were we? A and yeah, yeah, it was great. It was great. I did it for six years, mm. and I just felt like I had done almost everything I wanted to do there. I could have stayed mm. for another few years, um, but I also wanted new people in yeah. and uh, new ideas and stuff. And mm. and at the time in my personal life, I was starting a family, so I thought, right, let's yeah. just change things up a little bit and, and can't do everything because actually ANSL work really hard yeah we do it's <laughs> another job yeah. it's like it's it's like another part time job or even a job in the background it's not it's it's not it's not not to be taken lightly like there's a lot of work so yeah, yeah I think that's kind of had enough of that too I was that, like that people don't realise about committee work that it's not just showing up to, to not meetings not at all I mean um, there's those, a huge amount of work yeah. involved it's very very worth it it is yeah but it's it's a lot of work to do yeah. it properly. But it's, um, it's also you have to remember it's voluntary. Yeah. So you can leave it when you want, or you're not managing anyone. Nobody's managing you. You you put into it what you can, and you get out of it what you can. So mm-hmm. yeah. Um, after six years, I I I was actually I wasn't totally done, but I thought I'm going to leave now while leave I hide. while I, yeah while I'm still enjoying it. Mm. That makes sense because yeah. I thought if I would stayed personally, if I stayed a few more years, I might have just had enough. Mm. Because it you was a lot of work, and yeah, I wanted to keep it. I wanted to remember it as it was. Yeah, like, oh, it sounds like breaking up with somebody. But well, it is like a yeah, up. no, like you, you, I really missed you it. Walk away really when you still love it. each other yeah. <laughs> before. But I'm still nice talking to in the back and and anyway. So yeah, that's that's going okay. So yeah, mm. God, so that was six years ago since I left. Yeah, so and it doesn't feel like that long. So it's so still I still have a drawer. Of ASL stuff in my file really? cabinet. Really, yeah. 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 We, anyone who's ever been on the ASL committee, where is the ASL pens and bags? No, but I've lots of like notes and yeah. Oh really? Them. Yeah. Okay, let's talk about my that. own notes. Yeah. Yeah. Well, that has that come up. Anyway, we'll talk about that off. off it it'll off come record. up. It's coming up now. Yeah. <laughs> now we know our missing years. You have them. No, everything's pretty well documented. Yeah. We keep everything on uh, base camp. Yeah. We, we do have. No, but even like just my own notebooks of notes and stuff from, you know, I still have all that stuff. Uh, yeah. So very organised, not sorted yet. Organized. Not sorted yet, should be sorted somewhere. But um, anyway, yeah. ANSL, joining the committee, it's, if you, it, it's not always easy. Not everyone's able to push themselves out to do that. But if you do, it's just brilliant. Yeah. It's just. It's so worth it. It makes, it makes your day job easier once yeah. you get to know people somewhere else that you can you can talk to about stuff and work with them in a different a different way. Like actually another reason why I left was I it felt like ANSL was my hobby and mm. I really needed to just have a hobby that wasn't work related. Yeah. <laughs> but like that's how much I enjoyed it. Mm. So it's yeah. a nice hobby to have though. Yeah. That's kinda how I feel as well. Like it yeah. doesn't feel like work. Although that said in the last six months or so since I've had another job, it's been very yeah, hard to keep the the momentum. The momentum of my committee work going and things like podcast recording. I know, well, like, fair play to you for doing these. I mean, it's easy for me to sit here and have a chat with you, like, but you're going around doing all these and edit them. Hi, Mike. Mike's uh, <laughs> <laughs> editing them. <laughs> and, um, you know, I mean, that's that's admirable as well. And it's it's great for everyone to have all these people to listen to, whether they want to or not. Like, yeah. I mean, if I had had that when I was younger and new graduate would have been inspiring you know well I don't know if I'd be inspiring anyone but you, you know very inspiring. but you know what I mean like, like just to get you get you interested and, I think and it's more giving that. a flavour of different library careers exactly and hear how everyone became a librarian because mm. nobody followed the same path yeah and I'm just so interested in this and I was just about to say it as well in relation to you starting to do, I don't know if, if you meant this but starting to maybe lose your momentum about ANSL we all have personal lives yeah we all have day jobs and we all have stuff going on and you said a different word there and we all have stuff going on and you have to remember that for people mm-hmm. you're working with your staff whatever you have to remember that there's more going on in person than just the librarian yeah. 
who's sitting in front of you, you know? Mm-hmm. So, and you have to remember that too when you meet people for interview or people are applying for work. Everybody has a story. Yeah. And nobody's story is the same. And it's hard to remember that every time you, 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 you meet people or working with people. Or if, you, if you're not working well with somebody at work, just try and step, step back and think what's going on with them. Yeah. Especially when there's conflict. Yeah. Even, probably even more so when there's conflict or there's yeah. resistance or issues. Yeah, you and know, it's not easy to there's a, do that. There's a reason why someone is behaving the way they do. Yeah, but I find you get more work done with people if you just respect them and, and understand that they have a lot going on as well. Yeah. And if you do anything for them, like I work with Orla as my library assistant and we have um, Eileen is our school administrator and oh my God. Um, people on the NSL committee who worked with me at the time know who Eileen is. Actually, mm-hmm. Ava still knows who Eileen is because she helps yeah. organise the boards for NSL for oh, the posters yeah, for still. The posters. Yeah. So, like, we joke about having a website called askeileen.com. She'll kill me for talking about this now on here. Let's but, make uh, that happen. She is just amazing. She would do anything for anyone, and as a result, you will do anything for her. And, yeah, like, not in, a, works, not in a, in a uh, twee kind of way, but she just, mm. like, just do it. Just do it. Yeah. yeah. Why not? So, yeah, askeileen.com. Look it up. <laughs> Coming soon to a website near you. So, the, and she helped me so much with ANSL stuff as well, like, you know, mm. and, uh, yeah, she's a very supportive um, school administrator, so we're looking to have her here. Yeah. And she supports the library so well, and, I mean, she's not, doesn't have a library background, but you don't have to, to understand what's going on. Like, yeah, so. to be interested in what it is that somebody yeah. does. Yeah, yeah. But yeah, so that was it in itself. <laughs> yeah, it's a good point you make as well about you need to have an understanding of all of the complexities that are going on in someone's life, yeah. and you know when when one thing will need to take precedence over another. Like yeah. there are times where your personal life just has to take exactly yeah that has to take. And we the all priority. have a job that needs to be done, but if we can just help each other get there, then yeah, you know, someday you'll need help. Mm. You know? And speaking of helping people. And jobs. Let's yes. get to to the, the main event. The, uh, library jobs. Library jobs at E. Where did, did that idea come from, or what kind of first got you thinking we need to organise how library jobs are advertised in this country? Well, so I graduated in two thousand and one, and looking for a job was just where do you look? You just troll the papers. Yes. Yeah. Where do you, look? you had And not everyone even advertised in papers. I don't know mm. where you would look. It was I don't know. So so many then, people that I've spoken to for the, this podcast have said the notice board in UCD is where yeah. they found their first, first job. job. Yeah. So it's ne- it's never been there. So that was two thousand and one. Mm. That's quite a long time ago. And library jobs is only what thirty five years old. So it took me a while to get it off the ground. Like, yeah. but uh, so then I suppose as I as I moved through my own career, I would see new graduates as well, and I'd be interviewing people and interns and mm. part time staff and. Nobody knew where, new graduates, so nobody knew where to look for jobs. And I kept talking about it. Oh, I must set up a website. Mm. And actually, as well, working with Marie O'Neill. Mm-hmm. The powerhouse <laughs> um, that is When O'Neill. I was doing my postgrad, I worked evenings in the medical library in UCD, which was in Earlsford Terrace. Mm. Myself and Marie O'Neill. I don't know if you were ever in that medical library, but I've it's never a been really in that old one, no. grand building. Mm. And... Um, a huge kind of atrium, I think, and the the issue desk was uh, was up at the very top. And if you whispered, you could be heard through the whole. Oh God! And can you How imagine you and Marie me and Marie Marie <laughs> On quite a few occasions, we were asked to stop talking. <laughs> so, but actually, I Marie... can take that as a point of pride as a librarian. I've been, to, I've had students come up to the desk and yeah. like, give out to me for talking. <laughs> but that day is nearly gone, is it? Anyway, yeah. Well, after yeah, where I was yesterday, I was on a beautiful tour. We'll talk about that in a minute. Mm-hmm. Where we want openness and you know not strict rules about libraries, but anyway, mm-hmm. and their buildings. But um, so yeah, I was working with Marie O'Neill, and we were always Marie was just the first person who gave me career advice about your CV. I know how she to, did my CV. She did for my me. CV as well, and I don't think I've changed it much <laughs> since she did that revamp. It worked really well. Yeah, yeah. So all our CVs look like. Probably look the same then, All do they? All <laughs> have had the real nail touch. 
So Maria has actually, as we all know now, she's running the IP, the Information Professionals Network and the Careers Day and everything. So it's kind of come full circle and there Mm. we are. But we used to talk about it as well, like, let's set up a recruitment agency or something. I don't really want to go into recruitment, I don't think. But anyway. Mm. um, In one of my former lives, I briefly worked in recruitment. Yeah. It's it's not a good game to be in. I don't know. I don't want to go down that route. But yeah, it's going well at the moment. So... Um, so yeah, Maria Neil, yeah, God, back in 2000, 2001, I was working with Maria Neil talking about libraries and jobs and, oh, we should do this, we should do that. And it never, we never did. And then I was also speaking to my friend, Barry Gildee, mm-hmm. who I went to college with. Um, he was a year behind me in college, I think, and he's really into websites and stuff. So mm-hmm. he kept saying, just do it, Max, just do it, just do it. And I'm like, okay. But you just never get around to it. And actually, I bought mm-hmm. a, dona- a domain name probably 10, 15 years ago and oh, never used it. I, I don't know what it was. I can't remember. A lot of people do that though. It's, yeah. I think it's a, it's a good idea to you get, really if you have an idea, yeah. get the domain name as soon as you have the idea. Yeah. Even if you don't use it for a long time, yeah. you need so to that, but that catch that domain name before somebody else gets it. Yeah, and I had never got around to using it. So. so yeah, Barry kept saying, just do it. And then he set up his own um, jobs website called Dublin Startup Jobs, which he's still running. And mm. when it was kind of like Koha, when you see somebody else doing it, you're yeah, like, like, oh, it's not oh, that. How's it going? Yeah. How's it going? <laughs> so, um, uh, so he set up the website for me, and he's still he's still the the tech behind it, even though he is now based in Thailand, in Bangkok. So mm. yeah, so he so, just has much nicer surroundings. He does, yeah. To do his work in. <laughs> but uh, so that was yeah, Barry set it up and kind of was a bit mad because I also found out that I was starting a family at the same time and mm. so librarijobs.ie was really kind of got up and running while I was at home on maternity leave I know this which, is what I find amazing yeah, about it you were it was a bit kind mad. of managing two two babies. babies at the same time <laughs> twins but uh it was good it was it was crazy but it was also really good mm. it was crazy because I didn't I didn't know what I was doing and I was like also didn't know what I was doing with this new human mm. and uh just trying to work it out and get jobs up but at the time I started off um, I just put up jobs that I saw Mm -hmm. and I was just using it as a way to highlight that there are jobs out there and there are jobs Mm -hmm. out there and you just have to look and to think outside the box it doesn't have to be a sit down in a library stamping books job Mm -hmm. because we all know that that's not what library jobs are um, so yeah, for about a year, year and a half, I was doing that, just putting jobs out there that I saw. Mm. So that was going well, and then people started to ask me, um, do, "How much do you charge?" And I mm. went, "Ooh, <laughs> charging? Okay, uh, that sounds like a good yeah. idea." So then I spoke to my CFO, aka my husband, yeah. <laughs> and he said, "Look, this is taking a lot of your time. It's taking resources. Mm. Um, so yeah, start charging." and uh, we did, and it's been going... I was terrified that nobody would want to pay for a service. But they do. Yeah. And they want to pay for a good service. And they want to pay for a niche service that is going to get them advertised to the right people. Um, we have over 800 people on our mailing list now. And I only set up the mailing list about a year and a half ago. don't know why I didn't think well, of it beforehand. Yeah. But uh, so there's over 800 people on that. Mm-hmm. So that's that's your your job. Your, your job being advertised straight to their inboxes. So yeah, that's, that's that, that is really... Yeah, really valuable. That new, new jobs just come straight to you. You don't need to keep looking. Yeah, so if I you are looking for a job, you need to be signed up. Yeah, and I have to thank some... Well, actually... Some of the recent graduates from UCD, I can't think of all their names, but Lishka is one of them. She's now working in RCSI. They did under Jane Burns. They did a, mm-hmm. um, an analysis of librarijobs.ie website, oh, yeah. which was really helpful. I mean, it's kind of scary too, but you're like, that's really helpful. Okay, thanks. So they, so they had some really good recommendations of what mm. as users they would need and and stuff like that. So I think mailing list might have come up there, but uh, anyway, I just didn't know where. I, I do I do library jobs at E in the evening mm. after the kids are in bed. Um, so you don't always get the time to update things that you really want, and I've loads of ideas for yeah. it. But it doesn't that is the frustrating thing about get... doing something in yeah that you're excited uh, yeah that you're excited that you about. actually have yeah. a lot of passion for yeah. yeah. So I don't always get to do all the things like the, the website could do with some a bit of refreshing at the moment. But mm-hmm. I mean, I'm talking to Barry about it, but. Um, but over the five years that you've been doing it, and particularly in the last three years anyway, 
it has gone into the position now of being the number one go-to place for ninety jobs. Yes, um, and I'm not just saying that because I, I know you. Yeah, no, pe- some people say that to me, and you wouldn't like, have a, a library job advertised really unless it's a very senior role that you know, yeah. that you know you're looking for a very specific type of candidate. But I'm Everything delighted. Has to go through library jobs yeah, really to I'm be seen. I'm delighted and I love it. Um, yeah, and it's just yeah. Oh, I don't know what to say next. Yeah. No, I'm just wondering what... Um, I think the library employment market has changed radically in that period of time yes. that you've been running library jobs. That's another What's thing. When I, your impression when I started it, there were no jobs. Yeah. Well, I'm saying there were no jobs, but I was finding them. But there were no there were no big jobs. There were no conc- like long-term jobs or mm. full-time jobs. Yeah, like the big academic library. There, was, there, was, a few. there was a few. There wasn't none. But people weren't paying to advertise. Mm-hmm. in the papers anymore I, I'm sure everyone remembers mm-hmm. the Irish Times just yeah. it was empty that is a, it's it was very empty. expensive I don't think yeah. people unless you've put an ad into somewhere like the Irish Times yeah. there's not really an understanding of how expensive yeah. those big ads are so people only I know I haven't I actually don't know maybe mm-hmm. you'll tell me later yeah tell me later. <laughs> but um, people don't want to um, um, people don't want to um, didn't want to pay that, those big fees to advertise in the paper. Nothing was being advertised. Yeah, particularly so people were advertising on their own websites. Yeah. So you had to troll, and that's what I was doing. I was doing the trolling for people. So yeah, then after a year or a year and a half, I decided, you know, maybe people could come start turning it around yeah. and people would come to me now that I've established... Because that's a lot of work to do that harvesting yeah, information from yeah. all the sites. So, um, um, yeah, established my name and my brand. Mm. People knew I was there, so... Yeah, there's, there's been a lot of been a lot of uh, patience which I don't have much of but my CFO has yeah. great patience and anytime I go I don't do this because this is like, uh-huh. <laughs> he's like just yeah just see yeah all right well, okay so so yeah he's he's really patient I um, can sympathize with the, the lack of patience I, I don't trust people who have patience <laughs> I really don't I mean I'm sort of vaguely yeah, in, just do it now. in admiration <laughs> of them but yeah. I just don't know if I trust it <laughs> needs to be done and it needs to be done now is that like is that like a librarian I don't right? know I don't think so I've met plenty of librarians oh I don't know I, I think there's a few people very I've worked patient. with an ISL who are very uh, impatient like me oh yeah all of us on ASL yeah. are quite impatient because yeah. we're quite but look what we get done get we stuff achieve, done yeah. <laughs> um, so yeah um, so yeah setting up the branding was. I think the branding I'm, has always been very strong yeah. from kind of it was actually Barry who came up with the, the original logo and then I, I kind of re, re, um, re, re, refreshed it there about mm. two years ago uh, thanks to Jane Burns. She gave me contacts as well. I see contacts, mm. contacts, contacts, networking. Um, a great uh, designer in, in the UK and he did that for me and I just love my, my logo. But, I really but love Barry came up with, yeah, the, with the, uh, the chocolate colour as I like to call mm. it. I love it. I, don't, I wouldn't have picked it but I love it. Yeah. But, uh, yeah. Branding, it's, it's all really interesting, it's, the branding. Um, that colour isn't used an awful lot yeah. with other well-known logos yeah, or well-known okay. brands. I think that's why you see it and you kind of make that oh, sort of connection. That's interesting, yeah. yeah. But also, of course, around the same time, uh, I'm not sure who started the LIS Jobs, i.e. hashtag. That's, mm-hmm. that's yeah, amazing. That's I mean, that's fantastic. amazing for graduates. You know, that's... You wouldn't. You didn't have that yeah. in my day. And it's not just graduates. You know, everybody's looking. Everybody's looking. Everybody's kind of looking all the time. But that's another thing. I was always interested in what jobs were coming up. Not, mm. not even not when I was looking or anything. But always just like who's moving and what's going on. And, yeah. And there was and a brief time. As yeah. Well. There was a brief time in ANSL where um, I decided to start keeping um, a record of what was advertised. I don't know yeah. why, but it, it came up in a meeting at some point and, and it just didn't last because it wasn't mm. sustainable. So then, yeah, that was all before library jobs. I know there people have done kind of studies of you know, the terminology used in um, oh, yeah, yeah, library yeah, yeah. Ad- advertisements and the yeah. way that that's changed. And I think particularly the last couple of years, it's really, it's radically changed. You know, there are whole new job titles that yeah. seem to have just yeah. evolved over the last couple of years, you know, yeah. especially in areas like um, research su- support and scholarly communications. Yeah. You know, when I graduated, the, the, you know, the idea of a scholarly communications person, you would have just thought that was somebody associ- associated with a research office, you know, yeah. somebody yeah. kind of... Yeah, we are so versatile faculty, though, but library, qualified librarians. We're mm-hmm. so versatile, really like. And I think... I think um, 
um, graduates need to know, need to think that, need to know that mm. when they're looking for work and not look for a traditional, what is traditional, I'm doing inverted commas here, mm. library job. Because Now this is funny because I actually work in quite a traditional type yeah. of library uh, with the books and the cataloguing and, uh, mm. and the user, but not everyone does. Actually, and most on of ANSL don't. as yeah. well, I, I mean, I'm still amazed at where my now friends work because mm. they do such diverse types of work to me. We, yeah. I don't know anyone who does the same job as me in libraries. So we're all different. Yeah. That's my that's my <laughs> my life uh, my life slogan. We're all different. Mm. <laughs> yeah. But I still am surprised when I meet recent graduates or people who are looking for work and I've definitely heard people say in the last few years that uh, careers events and things that oh I'm looking to go into an academic library or a public library. Yeah. And don't limit yourself. Don't limit yourself, yeah. You don't know until you, you try don't something know, else. not at all. Like I loved medicine, and I, I would, mm. I, I'd love to go back to health libraries one day. It's, it's, it's just, I loved, I loved the health sciences, but mm. I also love where I am, you know. So, yeah. and just try and find a place where you can, you can put your, put your own interests into the job, but also you don't know what you're interested in until always, exactly that's until the thing. If you, you don't have a huge it. amount of experience, then yeah. you wouldn't be limiting yourself to one route or other yeah so that's librarjobs.ie mm. and where do you see library jobs now um, and you and me are going into recruitment obviously I'm having horrible flashbacks of my <laughs> brief no I don't think I ever want to go into recruitment but you never know I mean maybe I could uh, retire from the day job and librarjobs.ie could. I'm never going to mm. be able to uh, retire from it's the never going to be this. It's, it's an interest that has started to pay for itself, mm. basically, which is, is great because we all have to pay bills. But um, I don't know. Where do you see it going, Laura? I don't mm. know. I, I think mean, it depends on the, the job market, doesn't it? But the job market is, the job market is, is really, really picking diversifying. up, yeah, and it's diversifying, yeah. And sometimes I wonder if I should have um, bought a different domain name, domain name .com, or library and information studies job, LIS jobs mm-hmm. or whatever. But no, I always wanted library jobs. Dot yeah. IE. And I always wanted the dot IE. I don't know why. Mm. But uh So yeah, do you see it as you know, you were you, it is mostly stuff that is based in Ireland. Yeah, because time, there are positions I think there were a lot of where you know, like positions like in the Middle East and things yeah. like that where you can yeah. you can be an Irish person and apply exactly, for it. Exactly. Yeah. You're not really restricted. Well, the, our, but you na- our nearest neighbours are the UK, in. obviously, and yeah. I just thought that they had enough recruitment. Yeah, they do. Type websites and recruitment agencies over there. So I thought, like, when in my market research, mm. <laughs> which I didn't do, I thought they had you know they had that covered. So I just decided to stay with our little island. But it's yeah. gone. It's really it's. But really I think busy. that's one. Of, that is one of the unique things about. Library job stuff. But I put up probably two, sometimes three jobs a month. Mm. That's amazing. And for something that started out as a hobby, and it's still kind of a hobby, but don't tell my CFO, because mm-hmm. I love it so much, that, you know, that's, that's really good. Like, that's, that's a nice thing to do once a week, once yeah. every two weeks, you know, put up a job, and there you go. I Here, think, world, yeah. there's another job. Do you feel like it gives you a good perspective on changes in the profession and where roles are coming up and how probably, like, well it's pro- there's probably you know, the, the trend, that. trends that are emerging in yeah. the type of roles that are happening yeah but I don't have that paper written Laura yeah. there's, I, there's there is a, an, there is a paper in that there is definitely a paper in that there is somebody um, um, working on someone analyzing already. yeah I cannot think of their name they're based in Minutes working on analyzing mm. that at the moment um, so that would be an interesting paper mm. Mm. so Liber um, we're tweeting yesterday about looking for uh, job descriptions they're compiling database of of job descriptions which I think you know we tend to think of library jobs as somewhere that you go if you're looking for a job but I've used library job to hire I've posted jobs on library jobs thank you very much Um, yeah well where else would I go (laughs) Um, it's also a good place to like if you are hiring or if you have if you're in the position of having to put a jobs back together yeah then my jobs is really good yeah. to go back over yeah. how are other people advertising this type of person that I'm looking for because you usually don't start with 
a job title you know especially if you're coming up with yeah. something completely new, new or you're yeah. reconfiguring a job yeah it can be quite hard to try and put yeah. the spec together yeah, so totally. it's a really good resource for that yeah so they're all there they're all still mm. there i just i just put up expired on them i didn't want to take them off but we yeah. were, we're gonna we're, we're looking into into things like that uh the expired jobs and what to do with them. Mm. Um, the archiving, yeah, yeah. But it's definitely valuable to have yeah. the, the old or the expired jobs up there because I know I, I, I know, use it yeah. as a resource for checking on job descriptions. Yeah. So yeah, that's librarybyjobs.ie. It also at the time when I started up because I was on maternity leave, it kept me in the library world. Yeah. Whilst not being in the library world, because I think. It's hard coming back from maternity leave and going, the whole, your whole world has changed and you're back at your job and you're like, what's happened? And everyone else has moved on. Yeah. And you're like, oh, does anyone remember me? Mm. <laughs> you know, so it can be hard, it can be lonely. Like, So that kept me um, visible, I suppose. It I did, think. yeah. yeah. Um, there's, there's, oh gosh, I could talk about this part of, of, the, of libraries forever, mm. but uh, trying to, there's so many new people now visible yeah. on Twitter and graduates but there's still there's still people out there whoever you are please say hi there's so many mm. people working in libraries in Ireland that we don't know Aina said it's fabulous yeah. but it's all very and it's all very Dublin centric I, I understand that I know, and now, but there are great the, the, the Midwest and, and but there's so many people who want to meet not meet personally but yeah. online or whatever um, and working in libraries and doing amazing things I actually think we'll start it here now Laura Mm-hmm. We should have an award ceremony every year. I remember saying to a friend of mine, <laughs> the best librarian in the world, best librarian. general librarian. But I remember saying to a friend of mine, actually Vanessa Gildy, Barry's older sister, who's also a friend of mine. Um, she works in film because mm-hmm. I did media and communications, so I have a lot of friends who work in film yeah. production, and she's a, she's a producer. But I was envious of her going to the IFTAs one year, and she was like, "Yeah." Well, set up your own wards. Why don't we have something like that? <laughs> I was like, like, that's a very good wow. idea. We don't. Well, there are there are awards you know, not for like you know, this twee and let's all get dressed up. But there like are awards for academics. Yeah. There are awards for yeah. Let's let's celebrate let's celebrate each other. The profession as a whole. Yeah, yeah, and people who who like there are other ways of promoting your work. It doesn't have to be on Twitter in publications or which publications. That's another thing. Yeah, haven't done that yet. That's yeah. on the li- long list of things to do in my sleep some night. But um, but we've already identified that you're going to write work. a paper about <laughs> job, job descriptions and no, the you're writing it. Oh, we'll, we'll co-write it. There you go. We'll co-write it, yeah. yeah. <laughs> as long as you do all the work. That, that's kind of my, my position at but the moment. Yeah, I don't okay. have time to do anything. I'll <laughs> sign up to it as long as you do all the work. So, yeah. So we're going to have a, if it does, what do we call it? The Irish Library and Information Service Awards. That, that sounds in the Burlington. No, in we're going to have to. We're going to have to come up with a much sexier name than that. But yeah, I mean, I do, I do like. So maybe say, um, a library assistant or an assistant librarian being nominated by their librarian for a project mm. they worked on that was so, so groundbreaking in their library. There are so many people that we don't know in yeah. libraries in Ireland, and I just love a way of getting together maybe once a year and celebrating the work we do. Yeah, because as you said other subject areas do it all the time well, and, other and it has become the norm so yeah. let's make it the norm anyway I don't know if that's going to happen or not but so it was funny the, when I said to my friends of the library world <laughs> yeah what do we wear alone? but uh, yeah, yeah I'm, well, I'm really her, only interested in what kind of outfits and <laughs> what, what the catering will be like um, it was just funny that she said it was just one person who set that up the IFTAS years ago really so, yeah, yeah so why not like when something becomes established, you think it's always been there. Mm. It hasn't. Somebody set it up. Yeah. So set And it up. as we know from our if it fails, of yeah, if it fails, conference, you know, if it you fails, get the you right can talk about it at a conference. Well, we're not afraid of failure. <laughs> I'm certainly not afraid of failure. Yeah. I'm, <laughs> I'm used to it. Yeah, I know. Yeah, me too. Something going brilliantly is more of a surprise to me. Um, there's a very good idea in that. I think. So is that is that where we buy out and. <laughs> Well, it could be, it could be, it could be, um, is. could be um, attached to the NSL conference every year. Anyway, just an idea. So now that's mm. librarybyjobs.ie. Anything else? No. Well, how long well, have we been talking for? Probably about an hour. Oh yes. my god! About an hour. Sorry. <laughs> <laughs> I did say I did say that I wouldn't. I wouldn't speak for long. But uh, I spoke longer than I thought. Good. When you're passionate about something, you just do find the words, don't you? Yeah.
Well, thanks, Laura. And thank you very much for being uh, finally, <laughs> finally, we we managed to, to pull get it off. together, yeah, yeah, in the same room. Okay. You start doing Skype Skype calls next. Yeah, mm. shoot. <laughs> okay, thank you very much for joining me. Thanks, Laura. Massive thanks to Margaret for being my first interviewee back in the podcasting saddle. Um, so if you're in the market for a job or job descriptions, or if you just want to take a look at library job trends, head on over to librarybjobs.ie. The link is in the episode notes. Um, so thanks for stopping by. And if you want to make sure that you get the next episode as soon as it lands, then go subscribe to Librarians Allowed on Apple Podcasts, Stitcher or SoundCloud. New episodes are coming, I promise, Um, but as you've noticed, there is no um, boring standard frequency to when they get released. I just drop episodes like A Thief in the Night, so you really need to subscribe if you want to get that surprise librarian chat into your podcast feed. Uh, And while you're at it, if you can give us a like or a review, that would be great. It helps other people to find the show. Um, So that's it for now. Um, Until next time, thank you. Librarians Aloud is produced and presented by Laura Rooney-Ferris. Music and editing are by Michael Ferris.